Okay, episode 132. The last episode of the free world. <laughs> Makes sense, get it? Got it. the Felt Recall Podcast. My name is Chris, and across from me is Mr. Patrick. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. You? Good. Fantastic. Thanks for being here. Felt Recall... <laughs> what am I doing? FeltRecallShow.com is our home on the internet. You can find everything about this podcast there. You can get new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you like to get your podcasts. We welcome you to subscribe and leave a comment and a review of the podcast Helps us, helps the show, lets us know if you love or hate exactly what it is we're doing here. There we go. I'll boost that up just ever so slightly. Um, okay. At this point in every program, we like to do our charity of choice. This week, we make an exception to encourage you, while you're on uh, FeltRecoilShow.com, to click the Facebook link and head over to our Facebook page where you can click another link <laughs> And uh, follow the Courageous Christian is his name. Uh, His name's Christian, right? And he's the guy, if you remember, there were uh, terrorists and they were attacking a hotel. Do you remember this? The Al-Shabaab terrorist organization and the hotel in Nairobi, Kenya. They killed 21 people, but a man ran inside of that hotel that day and put a stop to the madness. He was SAS. He is out of the unit now. It seems he might be in his post-military life. And he can now be found on Instagram at Christian underscore Craighead. C-R-A-I-G-H-E-A-D is the last name at Christian Craighead. And his uh, Instagram is new. It's in its infant stages. But, boy, it's equally cool as it is new. There's a lot of stuff on there about the gear he was carrying that day. He doesn't say what the rifle is, but he does say that a second-rate rifle in the hands of a first-rate marksman is better than the reverse. And so I was trying to see what exactly the rifle was, see if I could identify who made it, because I kind of felt like he was making fun of his gun. Uh, but you know what? I subscribe to the belief that uh, the brand of the gun doesn't matter as long as it works when you need it to work, and uh, his did, so... No worries there. It's okay. probably a SIG. <laughs> yes. Patrick, you do ham radio because you're a racist terrorist. Um, I didn't know that's why you did ham radio, but I was reading the news today and I, I found out. Yeah, I found out. Apparently that's who's on there. Um, hmm, how about that? Yeah. Are you going to throw your ham radio away now that the FCC um, is monitoring for extremism? Over ham radios? Are you going to do that? Are you going to throw yours out? No. What? Are you serious? I think, yeah, I'm pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from RadioWorld.com, and they say the FCC has issued a warning. This is a true story. Uh, they've issued a warning telling people don't use ham radio or CBs to plan crimes. Now, what they're doing here, by the way, a lot of what we talked about last week where uh, the left has gone crazy. And they're doing everything they can to pretend that anybody on the right is also crazy. Um, 
in the most absurd ways. As discussed in episode number 130, the left is now looking to make sure you believe that the idea of human trafficking is nothing but a nutty conspiracy theory spouted by extreme right-wingers who just want to make believe liberals are terrible people. Yeah, that's the episode <laughs> where we found out um, last week where you're a QAnon guy. I'm a QAnon guy. If, yeah. if by QAnon you mean... Are people trafficking children around the world for sex and organ harvesting? Yes, that is what I was referring yes, to. Yes, they are. And am I out to stop it? Yes, I am. And uh, Don't be using your ham radio for that, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Don't be spouting those conspiracies over your CB, Roger, don't, Roger. Don't be stopping child sex slavery with your ham radio. Uh, breaker, breaker, this is Harriet Tubman. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a break breaker. Um, anyway, I'm I'm out there doing the best I know how. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the FCC has issued an annual weekend enforcement warning that boils down to this. Don't use ham radio, CB, FRS, walkie-talkies, or other personal radio services to plan crimes. This comes as federal and local government and law enforcement officials around the country report concerns over possible terrorist attacks from disgruntled Trump supporters enraged by the outcome of the election and stoked by the recent attack on the Capitol. The Enforcement Bureau has become aware of discussions on social media platforms suggesting that certain radio services regulated by the commission may be an alternative to social media platforms for groups to communicate and coordinate future activities. That's from the FCC statement. They continue to say, quote, the Bureau recognizes that these services can be used for a wide range of permitted purposes, including speech that is protected under the First Amendment, uh, First Amendment of the Constitution. Now, that's going to come into play when we get to our vote of the week this week. Joe Biden, President-elect Ooh. Joe Biden. We can now call him President-elect, by the way, because he is now actually the President-elect. He hasn't been for the last 90 days, but he is There's now. There's still not an office of the President-elect. No, that's, that's still made up in his demented head, and I, <laughs> I mean that sincerely. The man has dementia. He made that up. It's not really a thing. That is true. But um, he is now officially the President-elect. So President-elect Joe Biden uh, is going to be our vote of the week, and that's, it'll be important because we're going we're gonna to call him stupid because he is. But that's... I, I didn't say Joe Biden is stupid. Joe Biden says Joe Biden is stupid, and we're going to play it for him. Just I wouldn't worry too much about it because as far as the FCC is concerned, we're doing a podcast here, right? and I don't think there's any FCC regulations there are none. that prohibit anything that we do here. I heard recently, to your point, private businesses can do whatever they want. Yes, that is a fact. Did you know that was a thing now? Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. Yep. You can't officially now yeah. that we have... President-elect Joe Biden. Right. Now you can. Do whatever you want. Now, a couple weeks ago, yeah, on the fence. You don't want conservatives? A month ago, two months ago, absolutely not. I mean, you don't want conservatives using your app? These are transformative times, sir. They are. They are. And by transformative, I mean, if you're a Democrat, you start speaking out of both sides of your face. (laughs) I, I don't know... And if, if you're a Republican, you just be real quiet. Don't say anything at all. That seems to be the case for the vast majority of them. Because I think we are finding out, as we've said here time and time again, people are now, the, the, the curtain is being moved, the veil is lifted, and people know that they're all in it together. They're all, they're again, bad-mouthing each other in the chamber during the day, having dinner at night. But you can tell... 
who the few are that aren't that way. And they are vocal, and they're being ostracized, and they're being painted as radicals, and they're kicked off parlor. They probably had to Wait. forfeit their ham radios. So, yes, you got to give up your ham radios. The FCC wants you to know, you bunch of racist extremists on your ham radios, you cannot use those to coordinate and commit crimes. Now, what's interesting about this? What can you use to coordinate and commit crimes? <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what I was going to say. It's interesting. It's like, you know how we all have that one relative who you get together for whatever the family function is, and you can tell they're really stretching to be relevant? Well, uh, if I if I say no to that, does that mean that that's who I am? Yes. Crap. Yes. But, you know, uh, that one person who you, they show up at every function and some sort of subject matter comes up and they kind of lean into the conversation and they go, you the know, you know, I know a guy. Not, yeah, sometimes there, sometimes it becomes a one upper scenario. Um, or they're just trying to sometimes to know it all part of the conversation. Yeah, but they need you to understand that they matter too. But then Got when it. you think about it, you go, there's nothing special about that. That's for everybody. It's, you know what? It's kind of new parent syndrome. No offense. No offense. But yeah. your, your baby's old enough now that you can look back and you, you look around you and you go. In fact, uh, I had dinner with friends the other night and we started talking about, isn't it interesting that once you have kids, you start realizing how you, you really are your parents. And we're, we're not as exceptional as we thought. Like, everybody goes into it, and we go, I'm going to be different. I'm going to do this right, right? And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And my parents got this wrong, and my parents got that wrong. And then you're five years in, max, and you go, oh, crap. I don't know either. And they didn't know. And now they're grandparents, and so they're willing to tell you they didn't know. I'm going to take this opportunity to just make sure everybody knows my parents are perfect, Chris. So I can't, I can't do any better than that. Right. So I just want to go ahead and put that all out there. You have to say that. I've met your mom. <laughs> I know the harm that would befall you were you to not say those words. But good Fair. good for you. Kudos to you. Fair. Um, and so here comes the FCC, right? It's already illegal to ever coordinate a crime at all. And they're that pesky little relative at the dinner. And they go, oh, someone's coordinating crimes? Well, did you know it's illegal to do that on the airwaves? <laughs> And every other federal agency is like, yes. You know, oh, I got to warn them. The six bureaucrats that work at the FCC, when they heard Parler was getting shut down, were like, yes. Right. Yes. Right. Where were they? Yeah, where was the FCC when they were shutting down Parler to say, these people have a right, right? They have a right to that. They were dusting off their ham radios to make sure you weren't plotting an attack. But, you know, that's a big argument. Should the FCC regulate internet speech? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I agree with this, by the way. I know Facebook is pulling this down. They're saying it's, it needs to be fact-checked. But while child pornography and child exploitation videos are a thing, while that is happening, I really don't care about hate speech on the Internet. Okay? Focus your efforts on the 2 million children around the world currently enslaved, right, being sold every 30 seconds. Every 30 seconds. And you want to be mad some dude's a homophobe or an Islamophobe or a transophobe or whatever phobic thing you just made up. That's your cause. That's your cause. There's more important things in life, my friend. And I could hardly give a damn that that other stuff is happening while these things are happening to children. And then they want to paint us like the conspiracy theorists. Like, oh, you're the problem. You're the problem. You're the radical. You're the radical. Cybersecurity experts out there that say that all all this uh, child exploitation that's out there could be snuffed out in, in, in a day. In a minute. 
I mean, look look at what they did to essentially most conservatives. Yeah. Uh, you know, Parler being the the obvious example, but I mean, you you take that a step further and look at the the what Twitter's done, what Facebook's done. On and on, and and not even that, but the major media outlets, uh-huh. they they've all conspired to make sure we can shut this one facet of life out. Yep. But yet we can we can let all all of the the world's evils remain online, and nobody seems to be too worried about that. Yeah, and and let's just it's pretty strange. Not to make it too dark and seedy here, but let's not forget ever 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 that multiple women, mul- dozen women, if not more. I think it was 14, but don't quote me on that. And it might have been many more. Many, many women had to sue MindGeek, who owns Pornhub, to remove the videos of their rape from their platform because they wouldn't do it otherwise. Okay? You're talking non-consensual things that were on that platform. We know there's child pornography on that platform. We know, by the way, hard truth here. Mainstream pornography goes hand in hand with child trafficking. Okay, it's all the same. So as long as MindGeek is allowed to operate in this "quote unquote" free world of commerce, but I think that went on for a while where mm-hmm. they were suing and there was no action being taken. Nothing. And the only way that anything actually came of that was they actually went to the credit card processors and said, "You're enabling exploitation of minors, rape videos, and the like." Yeah. And so unless you, unless you, essentially you stop it, you're complicit in that action. That's right. And we're going to sue you next. Yeah. And so then Visa and MasterCard and everybody else know, okay, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. So they start sending cease and desist letters. And, and then finally there's some action taken there. Now, All about the money, huh? How much? Yeah, sure. Follow the money. And how much action is taken? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure once it's out there, it's out there. So that's that's you're the, right about that. That's the uh, the the really worst part of it, I think. They took some action, by the way. MindGeek is a Canadian-owned company. Okay, so when people start talking about how great the Canadian government is, look, you can't enter Canada if you plan to be critical of Islam. That's a strategic move, though. There's a reason why they're not based in the U.S. Let's be honest. Yeah, maybe we'd go after them, huh? Justin Trudeau, why don't you care? Why don't you care? Anyway, uh, why are we on all that? Oh, yes, because the FCC wants to be relevant because now they're going to tell people, don't plan crimes on your ham radio. I don't know how to break this to the FCC. But all those dudes retired and in the basement, whatever crimes they're planning will not be carried out quickly. (laughs) You'll have some time to respond as they gather their things. I halfway kid. It'll be easy to find at the local Shoney's Buffet. By the way, just so we're very clear, one, two ham radios, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm currently in operation for having, trying to figure that system out because I do believe, by the way, that we're very, very close to our speech being shut down, our ability to communicate with like-minded people. Do I mean racist people who want to overthrow the government? Say, so you bought, yes. two, you bought two ham radios because you're extra racist. Fair. I wanted my kids to be allowed to be racist with me. I want to toss it to them. Let's go. Let's get on the radio and say things. Hey, but you know what? If private companies are allowed to do what they want to do and kick conservatives off, I'm going to open a hotel and only white people can stay there. 
And there's nothing you can do about Problem it. Problem solved. Yeah. Because at least that's not partisan. What if you What if you started your hotel, and then let's say I started a bakery. Yes. And then we both got your bakery. Your bakery is in my hotel. Yep. The hotel is called the No Gays Motel. <laughs> <laughs> and you can come in and you can get a cake every color of the rainbow, but we'll never combine them. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. And then we challenged the left to be mad about it. What I was going to say is, I mean, I like your idea fully. It's not bad. To be clear. What I was going to say is, you have your you have your ham radio, and I'm going to have mine. And as okay. business owners, we can do whatever we want on our ham radio. Yeah, so we can plot whatever you know. <laughs> uh, Patrick, Chris, come in, Patrick. Yes, Chris. Oh, uh, you're not down there making any gay cakes, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, good. Back to work. <laughs> and they can't be mad. See, works out. <laughs> it's so absurd. It's so absurd. And it's funny to me because now the left thinks that way. Like, if, 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 you know, if this is your first time ever listening to the Felt Really Cool podcast, you probably firmly believe, I'm turning this off because these guys are crazy. But truth of the matter is, we don't believe any of it. And that's what makes it so funny. Uh, you, you're talking, I'm an opponent of any sort, like Thomas Jefferson said, you got to oppose any form of tyranny against the mind of man. Right. Uh, I believe the inscription at the Jefferson Memorial is I've sworn upon the altar of God, eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. I'm, I'm close. And that is so powerful to think about because I don't agree with kicking conservatives off social media. I also don't agree with the idea that people should be relegated to, um, to any sort of subservient status in life, right? So the same, uh, the same idea that, that we'll connect the dots, right? Separate is not equal, right? Isn't that what they tell us? Separate is not equal. So as we record on Martin Luther King Day, shouldn't we consider the fact that that applies to political thought as well? Even if your political thought is absurd enough to lead you to a conclusion. That someone like Dr. King is a lesser human being simply because of the color of his skin. Yes, you're you're racist and you know you're ignorant and you're all the obvious things that you are for thinking in such a depraved way. But you have the right to think that way. And in fact, you have the right to get on social media and say it. And from a society, by the way, that mocks the Christian faith so unapologetically to where Jesus Christ is blasphemed in every form and facet available to us today. He stabbed in the South Park opener last time I saw it. He gets stabbed. Can you imagine that ever happening to Muhammad? Of course not. And by the way, South Park has an entire episode about that, right? Because there was a shutdown of any criticism of Islam because they know what happens. It's the same. I think we talked about this recently here. It's the same thing that's happening now. They're going to shut down conservative thought because it's an easy target. They, they shut down or they go after Christians. They mock Christians because Christians don't blow things up. Islamic radicals do. Fact. Vast majority, 99% Islamic terrorism. Okay? Are there bad white guys who might hold the faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. But are the majority of the guys setting off bombs around the world white guys that go to church on Sunday? No. 
No, in fact, they're named Muhammad, which has always puzzled me. They get so mad when people blaspheme the prophet, but when a dude that shares the prophet's name blows things up, not a peep from the collective, not a word. It's a little strange. But it's the exact same thing, right? So the left, the comedians, they'll all make fun of us all they want because they know they're safe. Nobody's going to hurt them. Of course. But then they want to paint us as violent and reactionary. So they've taken this um, extreme stance they hold, and they've carried it out with, like we talked about last week. Um, I don't want to repeat it too much, so go listen to episode 130 if you want to. But now there's literally... 15,000 National Guard troops in D.C. for the inauguration, according to the Military Times, in what it calls an eerie calm before the feared storm. Now, to the credit of the Washington Post, they have an article. It says, Is the Trump administration's actions in D.C. legal? Are they constitutional? Does President Trump have the legal authority to deploy federal troops in Washington, D.C.? Senior administration officials have repeatedly insisted that the troops are there to protect federal property from violent protesters. Critics counter the president has sent secret police to intimidate political adversaries. Underlying this debate are longstanding questions about the federal government's proper role in local affairs. Here's what you need to know to make sense of the president's deployment of troops. The Constitution constrains federal power over the states. Federalism may be the most important principle in U.S. constitutionalism. It's generally understood as the division of power between the centralized federal government in Washington and the governments of the 50 states. Federalism was our nation's own discovery, Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote in 1995 concurring opinion. The framers split the atom of sovereignty. It was the genius of their idea that our uh, our citizens should have two political capacities, one state and one federal, each protected from incursion by the other. Unlike most other national governments, the U.S. government lacks a general police power. Outside of federal territories, such as Washington, D.C., and federal property like your neighborhood post office, Congress can't make anything a crime just because it wants to, and the president can't deploy troops... Whenever he chooses, instead, the government can carry out only the powers specifically enumerated in the Constitution. But federal power can trump state and local authorities still, according to the Washington Post, still. When the federal government is acting within its constitutional authority, it can override local and state authority even when local and state officials object. Thus, President Eisenhower lawfully sent the army into Little Rock to desegregate its schools. Anyway... More generally, valid federal laws preempt conflicting states once uh, ones in all cases, not just when there's an especially good reason. Federal and state authorities have collided. The federal government may unquestionably use federal law enforcement officers to protect federal buildings, like U.S. courthouses. It may also use such officers to arrest those who've committed federal crimes, like assaulting U.S. marshals, so long as those arrests are authorized by either a warrant or probable cause. But federal enforcement officers don't generally have the power to arrest individuals for violating state law, nor does any statute authorize federal officers to engage in general riot control or to respond as a general matter to violent crime. Interesting. Now, over at Bloomberg, I'll be short on this one. They go just a step further and say Trump's surge in D.C. stokes tensions and opens new legal clash. President Trump is escalating tensions 
by seeking to deploy to deploy federal troops in an area gripped by protests and spikes in crime, a policy that appeals to his base ahead of the election, but faces legal challenges. Oh, you know what? You know what? I've been wrong. Hold on. This is all about Trump in Portland. Trump in Portland. Mm. Oh, not D.C. Not Fair. D.C. Sorry. Sorry. They cared about Trump in Portland. Now that the troops are in D.C. to protect Biden and continue the charade that there's some sort of fantastic threat against the federal government. Here's what the Washington Post is writing. This teacher was called to protect the U.S. Capitol as a National Guard member. He now holds class from a Humvee. D.C. National Guard Sergeant Jacob Kohut was on his only break during a 12-hour shift. Welcome to the rest of the world. Standing guard outside the U.S. Capitol in the back of a Humvee, flute in hand. What a, what a saint. Kohut was teaching students how to play Ludwig van Beethoven's Ode to Joy through his laptop. Kohut seems like a cool dude. Uh, I'm only making fun of the article. I don't mean to make fun of him. Uh, he's doing what he's been called to do, and he's a good guy, and he's being used as a piece of propaganda by the Washington Post. But isn't it funny? Look, go back. This is what I was reading a minute ago. This is how it really goes. Are the Trump administration's actions in Portland legal? Are they constitutional? And then they go on and on to talk about how Trump can't put troops and, and federal officers in Portland and Seattle. Senior administration officials have repeatedly insisted that the, the agents are there to protect federal properties from violent protesters, but critics counter that the president has sent secret police to intimidate political adversaries. What do you call, Patrick, 15,000 troops keeping people out of the inauguration of the newest president of the United States, if not intimidation against your political adversaries? Um, I would call it the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. It didn't end well for the Capitol. Spoiler alert. Um, here's a great, here's a great uh, line from Bloomberg, by the way, when they're decrying Trump and his presence in the Democrat-controlled cities. Trump and his allies have seized on protests and crime as a major campaign issue, painting Democrat-controlled cities as willing to allow, quote, anarchists and criminals to run free. The move comes, uh, here, wait, here we go, even though the vast majority of the protests around the country have been peaceful and directed against racism. Now, amen, brother. Agree or disagree, the vast majority of the protests against this election have actually been peaceful, right? I would, I would say so, because yeah. how many people were actually there on the 6th in D.C.? Man, a whole lot. A whole lot. How a many people lot. actually... Storm the Capitol. Not not the whole lot. Not a whole lot. So, yeah. I mean, we do have video of them stopping people they call Antifa. The crowd yells Antifa. We've heard that audio telling them, stop smashing windows. It's video with audio of uh, CNN cameraman following uh, that doofus in, the gold medal guy, the speed skater. I do want to make a point real quick about, yeah, um, you know, about the troops. Um, and <clears throat> this is actually from uh, on Twitter at uh, U.S. Marshals HQ. Chief Lamont Ruffin from D.C.'s District Court swears in 2,000 National Guard troops as special duty deputies, uh, uh, U.S. Marshals, prior to the upcoming presidential inauguration. So here's why I think that's funny. Because we're kind of dancing around, why are they there, right? 
So you've taken of the 25,000 National Guard troops, you've deputized them as federal agents to the tune of about 2,000 people. Um, yep. So what, what do the U.S. Marshals do? Seems like a logical question. Uh, Why do we yeah. need to deputize them? Sure. So uh, from their website, the duties of the U.S. Marshal Service include protecting the federal judiciary, apprehending federal fugitives, managing and selling seized assets acquired by criminals through illegal activities, housing and transporting federal prisoners, and operating the witness security program. So of those things I just listed, Mm -hmm. what of those are needed exactly right now in a city where basically the only people that are inside the fence are the National Guard, politicians, and reporters. I'm going to go with the, the one you read. I heard you say um, to uh, arrest Trump supporters. That was Pull that back up real quick. To arrest political opponents of the president-elect. Hmm. That, was, that was on your list. Correct. Seem, seem, seems I can't find that one. To... Guard Joe Biden's teleprompter. Oh yeah, that w- that is on here. Yeah, that's actually Thank in you. the fine print. Yep. Isn't it funny, real quick, how we've come full circle with that? By the way, remember that was the joke with Barack. He always had to have his teleprompter. Oh yeah, he couldn't go anywhere without his teleprompter. And now, same, <laughs> same sees. I mean, uh, to yeah. be real honest, I didn't really like Trump when he wasn't on one either. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you liked him. Oh, when he was on one, you didn't like him? No, when he wasn't. When he yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, can't, I, I couldn't listen to the man when he was just... Yeah, they were kind of opposites there. Yeah, you can't, you can't take Trump off the teleprompter. Um, I guess that's the same. Like, I, I didn't like Trump off the teleprompter because he would say really dumb stuff. I don't like Biden either way. <laughs> I didn't like Barack. On, yeah, I guess I don't like Barack either way either, you know. You know, this whole uh, tension was all set up. I was trying to find this video while you're talking. Of the, have you seen the security guard ask the protesters to leave the Senate chamber? Have you seen that video? Yes. And uh, fun fact, um, my wife was watching the news tonight and they actually played part of that, but they left off most of it. Where the D, okay. But what what you do see is this officer very politely ask at the very end, "Hey, would you guys just mind leaving the Senate chambers?" Yeah. And then I think he said something like, "This is the most sacredest place," or something like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a real word. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, he said this something. Is, it's almost like he combined uh, sanctimonious and sacred or something. And he he was he basically said, "This is one of the most uh, sacrimonious places in the Capitol." <laughs> And this dude is bleeding from his face, sitting there at the front of the chamber. And then the guy of the horns is up in the, de- uh, what do you call it? Diaz? Diaz? Sure. Diaz. Thank you. And he's waving his flag around. And uh, the guy that got shot in the face by a rubber bullet and is bleeding everywhere says to the security guard, yeah, man, we're just here making sure they don't tear anything up. And security guard's like, okay, cool, but y'all need to get out when you can. I do find it funny that the guy with the horns seems to have had a photographer with him 
everywhere he went that day. Right. There is no they action that him. that guy took. Yeah. That isn't documented. And there's actually shots from further back as this sort of started to unfold where he's climbing up you know, the building, essentially. He, he gets up on top of this, like, scaffolding or something mm-hmm. as he's uh, trying to get in. And there's actually a photographer in his face snapping pictures. So I, I can't, and this is not, I'm not trying to be the conspiratorial, well, this was all Antifa. It very well may, may have been. I'm sure there were some some bad apples in the bunch there um, that were not Trump supporters that were just there to antagonize and sure and all that. As I, it goes I, with every protest out there, yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, that's that's not above uh, a logical uh, thought. But this guy, because he's so, it seems so over the top that he would have mm-hmm. this get up on. This whole uh, show he's putting on, and then there's someone there every step of the way to photograph him. Just seems a little too on the nose. Seems a little too pre-planned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, I don't know if you saw this, but he actually was arrested and then was refusing to eat for like five days because they yeah, weren't serving vegan food in the yeah. prison. Yeah. Good. Further makes me not believe he's a Trump supporter. I mean, starve and die. What do I care? Like, seriously, save us the money. Uh, I don't really care if you get locked up for attacking the U.S. Capitol and you want to not eat and starve and die. Cool. I mean, it's kind of Darwinism at work there, right? Like, what does it matter to the U.S. taxpayer? Uh, Anyway, I'm not finding the video of him. Um, But, yes, I agree with your assessment. A little... um, too coincidental that this dude's running around getting all the attention and he was dressed for all the attention. Maybe that's why I got all the attention, uh, but I don't think so. In fact, hold on. I may have the audio here. Thanks to my lovely wife who texted it from the other room. Um, <laughs> let's see. Here it comes. This guy's going to he's gonna cuss here at the beginning, so I'm going to keep it down. Let's see if we can get this working for you. Yeah. All right. All right, you good, sir? Do you need medical attention? All right, here we go. I'm good, thank you. God bless you. Here comes this. Do you need medical attention? I'm good, thank you. All right. I got shot in the face. I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. So here's what's going on. That's a dude sitting at the front of the chamber. He's telling someone on the phone, I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Uh, this video is up on our Facebook now. Just got it up there. If you go to FeltRecoilShow.com, click over to our Facebook, you can watch the video. Dude in the horn hat is up there on the dais, and he's waving his flag, and he's looking like an idiot, which he is. And then security walks through right about now. Any chance I can get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? Any chance I can get you guys to leave the Senate wing? I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. This insurrection, sir. Insurrection. My kind of insurrection. AOC almost died. Her life flashed before her eyes. My friend, wait for Voda. Okay, I just want to let you guys know, this is like the <coughs> sacredest place. I know. I know. Hey. All right, he called it the sacredest place. The sacredest place. And by the way, he's walking in with his... Uh, Mask pulled down around his chin, just behind the dude in the horn. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. And 
So I backed it up. We're going to hear it again. Look at this guy covered in blood. God bless you. All right, here. What happened? Oh, I muted it somehow. Sorry. Continue. I'm good. Thank you. All right. I got shot in the face. Where are they? I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. Okay, just want to let you guys know this is like the <coughs> sacredest place. I know. I know. Hey. That's it. That's it. Can you imagine? Have you ever been in a position where you had to engage someone to avoid a conflict? Yes. Like physical conflict of some sort, or you're breaking up a fight or whatever. Just imagine being able to deflate it that easily. Hey, man, any chance I could get you to not hit my friend in the face? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know what, sir? We've got yourself a deal. This was a violent overthrow of the U.S. government, and you, it was that easy to intervene? Okay. Yeah, I'm not buying. I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. I see what they're trying to do, but I'm with you. I'm not buying it. Okay. Um, before we go to our vote of the week, which will take some time, please remember that it is uh, about to be inauguration day for our vote of the week. <laughs> Boy, how, who would have ever thought that someone who was once a vote of the week on the Felt Recall podcast could go on to become president of the United States? I think we deserve. That means there's a hope pat for the rest the of us. Yeah, yeah, we should all pat ourselves on the back. Good for us. Anyway, this guy doesn't know his head from a hole in the ground. So you would be wise to stock up on basic necessities like food and water and coffee and all the things you need. Vegetables, fruits and vegetables that'll last you 25 years. Come on, do that. Come on, man. Come on, Jack. Do it. Like. Why would you not? Like, you do it. That's my Joe Biden impression. Anyway, you go to feltrecoalshow.com slash mypatriotsupply. That wasn't my, bad. Thank you. See, you don't know you're doing it. You just start thinking, hey, what's wrong with him? Is he having a stroke? Oh, no, he's doing a Biden impression. But also, he could be having a stroke, or it's a Biden impression. They're almost exactly the same. Anywho, <laughs> feltrecoalshow.com slash mypatriotsupply. We have links there. To get some screaming deals on long-term food storage, uh, you can get this food that's just fresh and delicious once you open it up and cook it. It is amazing, and it'll last in your closet for up to 25 years. The coffee goes even longer, and it's pretty good stuff. Pretty good, and that's from a coffee snob. Go to feltrecoalshow.com slash mypatriotsupply. Deal? You won't regret it. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Claws. Yeah. Blew some eardrums with that one. My bad. All right, here's this week's vote of the week. I think, I gotta feel that we have to just let it play. Yeah, we'll just do it as we do it. Here to an executive order to require masks where I have the authority to do that. In federal worker, for federal workers, in federal property, on interstate travel, like trains and planes. It's Joe Biden, if you didn't know, stumbling his way through what he's going to do as far as his first day in the office. Issue an executive order requiring masks for 100 days around the country. Right. And he continues. 
We'll also be working with mayors and governors in red states and blue states and require and ask them to require masking up in their cities and their states. Look, I hope we now know this is not a political issue. This is about saving lives. Mm, mm. I know it's become a partisan issue. It has. It but has. what a stupid, stupid thing for it to happen. You know what? That's a really good point. Patrick. Yeah. Solemn oath between you and me. Solemn okay. oath. Do you hereby oathify to call anyone who makes mask wearing a partisan issue? Do you oathify to call them stupid to their face in public anytime their name comes up in conversation? Anyone who has made wearing a mask a partisan issue, do you oathify to call them stupid at every chance you get? I will take the most sacredest of oaths. Thank you. Along with you, sir. If you'll please leave the Senate wing. Thank you. You're you're a patriot. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, let's pick right back up where we left off. This is a patriotic act. Wait. We're asking you. We're in a war with this virus. Wait. And experts saying have shown that wearing a mask from now until April will save as many as 50,000 lives. Okay, hold on. 50,000 lives, that sounds awesome. Saved or created 50,000 lives, as Obama and Biden used to say <laughs> about jobs, if you don't forget. Saved or created 50,000 lives, Joe Biden did, uh, by saying wear a mask. It, it, are, are, are we going to hold him to the stupid thing about being partisan? Because I kind of feel like, maybe we'll let this slide. I feel like saying it's stupid to make it partisan, and then immediately afterwards saying, you're not a patriot if you don't wear one. I feel like by bringing that Isn't question that, up, we're not letting it slide. Okay, but that is making it partisan, though, right? I believe so, yeah. So I want to call him stupid, but I'm not going to really... I don't think I can get all the way there yet. If I'll tell you this. If if he, like, explicitly makes it partisan, uh-huh. then I, I would say, okay, we have to call him stupid. I don't want to have to call him stupid. He's the president-elect. Okay. So yeah. we'll give him a chance. I like that you're being pretty fair about it. Thank you. Quite frankly, it was shocking to see members of the Congress while the Capitol was under siege mm. by a deadly mob of thugs. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't go throwing the T word out that there. That is racist. Come on, I want, Uncle Joe. I want to apologize to every family of every thug who died while assaulting a police officer and then had to listen to their family member described as a thug but luckily had the mainstream media to remind us all that thug is a racist term. Yep. I want to apologize to those families on behalf of President-elect Joe Biden. Okay, sorry. Okay, now. Next time, yeah. you want to drop a T-bomb up in here? That's right. You better have that mute button ready, buddy. That's on me. We won't have that on my show. That's on me. Refuse to wear a mask while they're in secure locations. I'm so proud of my congressman right here in the state of Delaware. Lisa Brunt Rochester, trying to hand out masks while people are lying on the floor, huddled up. 
Republican colleagues refusing to put them on. What the hell is the matter with that? Wait, what? Okay. I just... <laughs> I want you to imagine. You think your workplace is being violently assaulted, right? We're talking, from the way we're hearing things, active shooter situation, as described and portrayed. A woman has been shot in the face, as we talked about last week, for entering the area you are in. And you mean to tell me that as these people are huddled on the ground, some nitwit is running around trying to pass out face masks to keep them safe. Okay. Chris, obviously you don't take your health and the health and safety of others very seriously. What an obituary to have. (laughs) Like, died from a bullet to the brain while heroically handing out face masks to fellow members of Congress who had taken cover behind a banister and laid flat on the floor to avoid the bullets that were flying through the air. They were under suppression from a hail of gunfire, and she heroically wanted them to be safe from this year's flu. And she died. Anyway, at least he's only made it somewhat partisan. What the hell, Republicans? In the words of Joe Biden, by the way. It's time to grow up. (laughs) By the way. I like how he always has to chastise. You've got to go watch the video. Grow up, Chris. Go watch the video because it's like he looks around. He's obviously in a room alone reading from a teleprompter, but he's looking at like the production crew. Oh, he's been doing that since the, the days of him being a hologram in the basement. I'd like to thank the Jeep dealership for these prop cars we brought out tonight to make it look like people were actually here. Anyway. Okay, so now he's made it partisan. Therefore, proving he is stupid because he said, you're stupid if you make wearing a mask partisan. And then he went on to say, what the hell, Republicans, why aren't you wearing masks? Grow up. Result? At least four members of Congress today, including a cancer survivor, now have COVID-19 who are in those rooms. Dang. Because, by the way, we now know you can trace COVID-19 Exactly to the person that gave it to you. Did you know that was the thing? I, I, I didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know that was I thing. feel like, but, you know, hey, President-elect Joe Biden, anything's possible. I kind of feel like I have to get it now and be happy about it. Because then, if this other cancer survivor is sad about her COVID, at least I could be happy about it. And you got one on each side and the universe balances out. Yep. And I'll give her a call and I'll be like, hey, word on surviving your cancer and all that. Calm down on the COVID. As a group, cancer survivors, we've decided it's not a big deal. And we got to stick together. For <laughs> God's sake. God's sake. We're still being Wear chastised. a mask, if not for yourself. Right. For your loved ones. For your country. Uh, that's, that's Breitbart putting their logo on it. All right. Listen, that guy. I don't know what I can say about him. But he doesn't do himself. It hasn't already been said. Can we just do it one time interrupted? One time uninterrupted, I should say. <laughs> Pulling a Biden. <laughs> one time uninterrupted. An executive order to require masks where I have the authority to do that. And federal worker, for federal workers and federal property, 
on interstate travel, like trains and planes. We'll also be working with mayors and governors in red states and blue states and, require ma and ask them to require masking up in their cities and their states. Look, I hope we now know this is not a political issue. This is about saving lives. I know it's become a partisan issue, but what a stupid, stupid thing for it to happen. This is a patriotic act. We're asking you. We're in a war with this virus. And experts saying have shown that wearing a mask from now until April will save as many as 50,000 lives. Quite frankly, it was shocking to see members of the Congress, while the Capitol was under siege by a deadly mob of thugs, refusing to wear a mask while they were in secure locations. I'm so proud of my congressman right here in the state of Delaware, Lisa Brunt Rochester, trying to hand out masks while people are lying on the floor, huddled up, and a Republican colleagues refusing to put them on. What the hell is the matter with them? It's time to grow up. Result? At least four members of Congress to date, including a cancer survivor, now have COVID-19 who are in those rooms. For God's sake, wear a mask, if not for yourself, for your loved ones, for your country. That's Joe Biden saying you are stupid if you make wearing a mask partisan and then immediately making wearing masks a partisan issue. Therefore, he is our. I'm an ambitious officer. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. Voter of the week. You really got to go watch the video. I it's feel like we're so in much for a better. lot of that. Oh, man. You got two ways to look at it. It's going to be a terrible four years for the country. But it's going to be a really fun four years for those of us that like to make fun of Joe Biden. I would say we got our work cut out for us, but I think it's going to be really easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, we, Joe Biden is to people on our side of the media spectrum what COVID was to the liberals of the media world. They're so lazy and fat, they don't want to do any work. They just want to sit behind that desk, read the teleprompter, which, by the way, is full of words written by other people, right? And then they, they, they just want to continue the same story over and over again so that they have to do less work. It's easy. Joe Biden, be the same thing for us. We'll just play Joe Biden audio all week, every week. We the only thing, this could become a daily podcast, and all we do is play Joe Biden audio and laugh at him. I don't think we needed our commentary there. I'm kind of torn that we talked our way through that the first time. Because it's really self-explanatory. We usually don't. We usually don't play it back clean like that. Yeah, but I think that was sort of warranted. If you're gonna call a man stupid, you have to give him the chance to prove you right. Fair, and he did. Yeah, in spades. <laughs> that guy. I mean, it, it's like you. Did you see the Twitter policy account this week? No. Did you follow I that? I don't do Twitter. Uh, the only thing. The thing about Twitter to me is the only the only people that are on it are uh, the government and the media who's too lazy to get real sources. Is that is that a fair uh, assessment? Fair. I mean, 
I will tell you when when I was in talk radio every day almost. Well, definitely when I was in it every day, I did full time for a little while. Um, but even when I was working for the news organization, um, Twitter was valuable because you had people you knew you could trust as sources, and you could search those hashtags for the items. Twitter started the hashtag thing. I think that's yeah. kind of something that gets overlooked. Is Twitter's contribution to the world was the hashtag. It's a very powerful tool now. So to that degree, it was good. But anyway. But look, you can't make money off of that. And now that Trump's gone, I don't see him sticking around. Fair enough. That's fair. Uh, Act Policy is the official Twitter public policy Twitter. Okay. This is what they tweeted on January 12th. Ahead of the Ugandan election. We're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights and principles of the open internet. Access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter, is never more important than during democratic processes particularly elections. Do they read it <laughs> after they tweet it? Do they know who they are? That's a real, that's a real I thing. Think that's, I think that's them covering their own butt so they can say, well, yeah, we, we've made this statement about who we are as a organization. And then if you go behind that and start shadow banning or outright banning everyone. Well, listen, guys, we have this policy thing right. that we said, so going to need you to reference that. It's a little different. It's not different at all. It's not different at all. You're, I mean, as we talked about with Antifa, you're the very fascists you suggest you decry, but it's you. Like you asked earlier, if, if I don't know who that person is, is it me? Yes, it's you. You <laughs> are the fascist. Anyway. Um, just as absurd as Twitter looks they don't understand how hypocritical they are maybe they do and they just don't care same with Joe Biden same with Joe Biden okay did I, we miss anything Hulan you want to say something before we go we probably did miss some things okay I don't know what they are mm. I'm looking forward to figuring out why all those troops are in D.C. though that is true. That's kind of the million-dollar question we did not firmly address. What are they doing there and why? I mean, I guess we'll find out on the 20th. I'm going to suppose, I believe this, by the way, I believe firmly that the liberal mayor of D.C. and the Biden administration have no problem dragging out this whole Trump supporters are insanely violent narrative sure. for as long as possible. And I think that's all this is. Because remember, the troops are only there because the D.C. mayor asked for them and Trump approved the request. Because what happens when he says no and something bad does happen? Sure. Right? So he has to say yes to it. I get it. To block off the inauguration from the general public, that's kind of terrifying. Well, you know, the FBI also said for the last few days that there was going to be big violent insurrections at state capitals all over the U.S. today. No, what happened there? Bad nothing. Oh. So there's that. That's weird. So the violent insurrection they were saying was going to happen didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
you think those people are saving up for the 20th? Is that what you're saying? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. We'll wait and see. Uh, I say one big nothing burger. It's all political theater. Nothing bad will happen. That's my hope as well. I hope so too. Let Biden have the office because look, honestly, here's what happens. You do it the right way. Uh, his tomfoolery will lead to your party, if you if you think that way. The Republicans will take the House back in two more years. It's not going to go well for the Democrats because it's going to be such a disaster. And then we'll go from there. All right. The Felt Recall Show can be found online at feltrecallshow.com. We're here every Tuesday with brand new episodes. And we'll see you back in seven more days for one more edition of the Felt Recall Podcast. <laughs>